Welcome, welcome to another DOS Game Club episode. This is number 33 about our July game, which was Theme Hospital, 1997 game by Bullfrog Productions. I'm Martijn, Tijn on the forums, and I'm not going to talk about this game alone at all. But sadly, Florian is not joining us either because he's currently away on holiday and he was also moving house. And I think it's just generally a busy time for him. So... Uh, yeah, he won't be here, but we do have other people. First of all, making a comeback, it's Phil. The doctor is in. <laughs> oh, that's good, because actually we, uh, we we require doctors for this one, don't we? Doctor required in podcast room. <laughs> that, that's, that's, that's right, yeah. Do we, does any one of us have some experience with the medical profession in any way? Nope. No. Well, I've been to the doctor. <laughs> I think that prepares us perfectly for this game yeah exactly <laughs> thanks for joining again uh and also we've got a, a new member on which is ed hello hi ed. hi ed hi so yeah glad to join you thanks for having me yeah super nice that you wanted to uh, to be here with us and and talk about this uh this quite daft game <laughs> <laughs> Uh, Pixel Prophecy and uh, Vexed are your uh, usernames. Maybe I should mention those for if you uh, if you want to look you up on the on the forums. But uh, yeah, I think it's better to just go by our first names in this conversation. Yes, Always a bit. Yes. Well, actually, your usernames are are all right. Um, I mean, we've had people on named Corgi Butts or uh, <laughs> you know Evil Commie Dictator, so <laughs> it makes it a bit awkward. That's why we stick yeah, to the let, first let's, name. Let's keep it simple. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. <laughs> right. So uh, yeah, let, let's let's dive into uh, theme. Uh, I want I wanted to say theme park. It's theme hospital. Yes, it's pretty close. Yeah, it's sort of it. All right, let's do this. I want to mention that this game was suggested by DOS Game Club member Marwan, uh, known as Wan on the forums, our uh, beloved French member who has been on many times. But uh, I think he was busy in July when we played this and he 
didn't actually manage to uh, to revisit the game. So, yeah, I'm sure he'll be back on for another game, but didn't make much sense to invite him for this one now. So let's start with you, Phil. Did you have you ever played this game before? I haven't, and this was my first time with it. Wow! And yeah, uh, let let's say it, I, I I enjoyed some parts of it. Yeah. <laughs> well, that's that's. It was nice. a good start. It was yeah. nice. Yeah. So did you did you just miss it back in the day? Had you never heard of it or what happened? I was quite aware of it, mm-hmm. but uh I was I, I think I never asked my parents for me to buy it because I was a little bit intimidated because I thought it was a much more serious game than it actually turned out to be. And I thought, yeah, I, I probably can't uh, have fun with all this medical terminology. And instead, I just wanted, uh, I think, was it Full Throttle? Mm. That's also a game I never got. Yeah, but but I think it was, I, I perceived it as being more mature than it actually is. Right, because this is not a very serious game at all, is it? Oh, no. no, no. <laughs> <laughs> Which is kind of weird in a way. I mean, uh, people in a hospital is not the first thing that comes to mind when when you think of a funny subject to mock it's yeah it's a bit of a stretch yeah it's a serious topic and i think it's it's a good decision that they went for all those wacky uh, illnesses and diseases <laughs> i think we will mm. get to in a bit definitely yeah so so have you played it before then ed yes this is a game that we played quite a lot as kids so i used to go over my friend's house and he's uh, his dad had this amazing office with a DOS uh, machine that he'd set up. Awesome. And yeah, we used to go and play all of these great games and, and Theme Hospital was one of them. Mm-hmm. Um, I have to admit, I'd forgotten a lot about this game. I hadn't played it in a long time. Right. Um, but it all came flooding back and uh, yeah, I didn't actually finish the game, I have to admit. <laughs> I'm not sure if we did when we were kids or not, but um, yes, it, it's a good game. I, I enjoy it. Yeah. Uh, to be honest, I, I re- when remembering fr- to back in the day when I played it, I, I didn't even remember it had this this campaign that you could actually finish. In my mind, it was more of a sandbox kind of thing where you just built random hospitals. But that's yeah, not- it was the same for me. Yeah, I was expecting something along those lines. Yeah, like like SimCity in a sense. Yeah, the the fact you could even finish it was kind of surprising to me. To be honest. Want to say that uh, we we can't fault you for not finishing it, Ed? Because <laughs> honestly, who who does? <laughs> um, but that that's cool, though. Uh, d- so, did you play it together with the friend, or did you sneak into his office alone? Oh, uh, we were allowed, right? We used to sort of squeeze into this um, computer chair, both of us, because we would have been—I don't know how old, but quite young. Yeah, uh, and yeah, and you know, we'd do it cooperatively. But even though it was a single player game, we did this with a lot of games. We did it with F nineteen as well, the flight sim. Wow. Um, you know, I'd be the um, the shooter, and he'd be the the, <laughs> the flyer, if you like. <laughs> That's cool. So yeah, but this game uh, is controlled by mouse mainly. So one person yeah. uh, would have to have the mouse, and thus yep. And the there. other one is shouting commands at the other one with the mouse. Exactly right. <laughs> Shout, what are you what are you doing don't don't click that <laughs> exactly <laughs> uh, teamwork <laughs> or one has the left mouse button and the other the right one so i think that's called pair programming isn't it but it is it is fun to play these games with a friend even if they are single player games i remember mostly playing adventure games with friends and those are all single player as well and it's it's just fun to discuss what's going on because it's it can be difficult to make sense of it if you're a young child 
it's quite a lot to take in. So uh, having someone to bounce off ideas, that can actually be very helpful. Yeah, that's true. And and did you ever play it uh, in between again, Ed? Or was this the first time that you were visited since those days when you were young and squeezing in in the chair with the two of you? I have a feeling that I may have played the PlayStation version, mm-hmm. but I, it's a very faint memory and I can't, I'm not sure if it's a reliable memory or not, mm. but it, I think it was released on the PlayStation. Um, yeah, I, I, my, my memory fails me. I, I can't remember. <laughs> I'm, I'm not completely sure, to be honest, but, uh, oh yeah, yeah, there totally was a PlayStation port. Yeah, you're right. Yeah, so maybe I played this. I may, could have rented it perhaps for a week or two. I don't know if I owned it. Right. Seems a bit of a weird game for the PlayStation, to be honest. Agreed. Maybe with the mouse or something? I don't know. Oh, it still works. There was a PlayStation mouse. There was, yeah. yeah. Mm. But I mean, we used to play Red Alert over the link cable on the PlayStation as well, and that, it should, that shouldn't have worked, but it, it was good fun. That required two PlayStations, I think, though. Two PlayStations and a glorified serial cable with a proprietary yeah. connector on each end. Of course. <laughs> <laughs> Great stuff. Yeah, I I also I think I played this game back back in the day when it came out. I have very vague memories of playing it, but never really understanding. I don't think I ever really got into the financial management and the. I I just I don't know. I thought it was funny to look at big people with big ads. <laughs> yeah, I don't think. I did much more than that. I I do have much more vivid memories of of theme park. There, uh, it's also by Bullfrog. It's their previous uh, theme uh, game. I, I remember being more into that one. I think you can really feel this legacy of a theme park in theme hospital. Mm. It's it's pretty much yeah the same game, just uh, yeah. some more additional systems tacked on top. Yeah, it is very similar. I somehow preferred Theme Hospital. I don't know why. I think it's less cartoony than Theme Hospital. Less cartoony. If you see what I mean. <laughs> sort of. I mean, mm. you have this isometric view in, in Theme Hospital and it, it, it's hard, you know, hard edges and it feels a bit more grown up, I thought. Right. I don't know. Yeah, because of the hard lines. Okay. Yeah. The, 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 yeah. I, I think this is maybe a good moment to explain the game a little bit to people uh, who might be listening to this, but who are not completely aware of, of the details of this game or maybe haven't played it. Or maybe it's good to go over it a bit, you know, as an overview. So, uh, yeah, who would like to just explain this game a little bit? Well, I could try. At its base, I think it's a management simulation game, but uh, yeah, mm-hmm. in the hospital uh, setting, and yeah, it's in in a sense, it's it's just a very uh, down to earth management game. But on top of it is all those those wacky things and situations and diseases and all this this a coat of of yeah British humor on top of everything, <laughs> which makes it I think also also with the graphics very accessible and fun to play until you realize, man, there's there's yeah, there's this management simulation going on that's that's pretty relentless in in some ways. Mm. But I think we will get to this. It's not an easy game, is it? Exactly. Yeah, yeah. it's not. It's not. It kind of clashes a little bit with uh, the presentation, where it's all fun and games, and then uh, suddenly you're bankrupt. <laughs> Which is <laughs> right. Yeah. It beats you over the head and yeah. tries to bury your corpse. <laughs> Yeah, I think I think you're right that this game started very much with uh, Theme Park as a base, which is a game they did earlier, which is, I think, from 94, if I'm not mistaken. I think so, yes. 
Yeah, so a few years prior, they had made this uh, theme park, which is, I think, one of the first, actually, of these uh, park management games that later it became like a genre in itself with more games, Roller Coaster Tycoon, and, and nowadays there's even more. I feel the new ones all focus on roller coaster design, but that never really was a big part of theme park. Although it was possible to design your own rides, I think, but... Yeah, I think you could. Yeah, but it does feel more like what you said, Phil, a financial simulation or a business simulator, I suppose, is the is the, is the genre. I think so. Everything revolves more or less around the money. You can make and your reputation, but if your reputation is down, then you won't earn that much money. Yeah, in the sense... Since everything is yeah, surrounded uh, by by capitalist interests, I think it's 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 pretty pretty fair to tell the, uh, to call this a management simulation game. Yeah, which also makes it a bit of a weird topic, doesn't it? Hospitals. I mean, are they businesses really? Sort of, I guess. Yeah. Bro- but- Again, I think it would have helped if we have some kind of real doctor here who's practicing, <laughs> because uh, from from the, my my very uh, distant experiences, it's uh, from from talks that I had, it's all about the money you can get from people's uh, insurances and right. how how you treat them and and how you how long you can keep them that you're uh, you're still turning a profit, something along those lines. But as a patient, I never even thought about how <laughs> hospitals make their money. Or how they manage to operate no. because in the end yeah. don't they do it just to help people mm. right isn't, well. isn't this their, their main goal <laughs> they mm. just want to help yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah but but even so i mean it's not very apparent that this is a business as a well you don't really go out and choose the hospital you like or or things like that or do you i don't know actually i, I don't visit these places perhaps it's more like a a private healthcare system more than a, you know, like an NHS or something like that. Mm -hmm. Do you see what I mean? Yeah. Also, the game tells you that it's about the ministry, uh, I think, in in those the texts in between missions right? Uh, or levels. It tells you that it's the Ministry of Health or something and you're working for them. It, it was personally, when I still played it, it was never quite clear uh, who you're working for or who you're working as. Yeah. <laughs> Anyone got, got an idea as well. what your actual role in this is? Who? Who gives you the money? <laughs> well, you do get money when a doctor does something with a patient, right? Yeah, you do, yeah. 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 So I, I suppose you're the uh, hospital CEO, but you're also the hospital architect and you're the... Human resources department. Definitely, yeah. <laughs> so yeah, you, you, build, you, you build the... But also the research department, actually. And the exterminator. <laughs> <laughs> yes. <laughs> so yeah, you played the role as everyone managing this hospital. And uh, if you start the game, it opens up with a little menu that allows you to start a new campaign. I think it's mainly the, um, the single-player campaign that's really really the focus of the game isn't it that's like the main mode i think yeah i would say so yeah and it's presented on a on a board that goes along a line it reminds me of some board game but i'm not sure which one actually the game of life perhaps this is what it reminded me a little bit 
Yeah. Very simplified, but yeah, the campaign is essentially we are just advancing uh, from one field to the next on this stylized board game. So it's it says even on the outset that it is some kind of board game experience. You just keep advancing, and even the game calls it. Yeah, you're halfway through this level. Yeah. So yeah, it's it's very gamey. It's it's breaking the fourth wall a bit. Uh, mm. So it's a sequence of stages and they they each uh, introduce new elements and also get a little bit harder with each one. I think up to maybe level four or five, it's all very doable and very easygoing. But then suddenly... And then suddenly, yeah. yeah. <laughs> suddenly it's uh, the tutorial's over and it starts with... Uh, well, it just it, it becomes sort of difficult to keep afloat. Uh, I, I felt when when revisiting it now. I think there are strategy guides and things online to help you out, but just playing it by intuition, it it yeah, it's not that easy to. Uh the game is also about figuring out how those systems work and how they interact with each other. So it's on top of the game is, yeah, how to actually those individual parts, yeah, interact together and that you can somehow exploit them to your benefit. Yeah. And yeah. And as you say, just from intuition, it's never quite clear how this works. And yeah, I think it was level four or five where I just didn't turn a profit and I was just happy to pay back all the loans that I took out. But then the time limit just killed me outright. Mm. So how did you manage this, Ed? Uh, I think I didn't get as far as you guys by the sound of it. I didn't get to a part where it was hard. Right. <laughs> so I, I'm either very good at it or I didn't get very far. So you just finished it. I didn't finish okay. it. No, I think I got to the level where um, you have to train your um, your junior doctors before you can treat anything useful. Exactly. I can't remember which level this was, but it, it was not that far in. Yeah. I, I think that's around level five, four or five, okay. yeah. six. Yeah, something around that. But I, I also think that's more or less the end of of the introducing new rooms stage. I don't think there's a right a whole lot of new stuff after that. It just becomes more difficult. Well, that's at least my feeling because I also didn't actually beat the whole thing, mm. which I think takes quite a lot, long time, actually, which is a good thing, I suppose. <laughs> I mean, uh, yeah, I, I did spend quite a lot of time with this game. I, I yeah, definitely played a few evenings, put in some solid hours. So uh, I think in order to beat the whole thing, would take quite a lot of time, actually. So uh. yeah, I think it's it's quite a good uh, uh, amount of uh, playtime versus money spent. Even back yeah. then, I think yeah, yeah, you wouldn't feel cheated like with some other games that are just yeah, an uh, endless sandbox mode. And there you go. Yeah, although those can be fun as well. I feel I depends mean, on the game. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's it's kind of interesting that this game has this level progression based on top of what is essentially a very sandboxy environment. So, so I wonder I wonder how replayable it is given that it's not sandboxed. Mm, yeah, that's a good point. Once you finished it, is that, is that it or can you get some more lifetime out of it? I'm not sure. I'm not sure. Um, I'm not sure if there is an actual sandbox mode where you can just build. Maybe there is. I mean, you you um, can't. Uh, uh, at at a certain point in the level, when you've managed to finish the level, uh, the game asks you, yeah, do you want to keep playing or do you want to advance to the next one? Yeah. And I think you can just uh, stay at the level or yeah situation or scenario that you like and just keep playing and keep improving but i don't think there's much more to it right because at a certain point you've seen all the rooms and and uh yeah diagnosis rooms and pretty much everything the game has to offer and then it's just you're constrained by how big you can uh, build uh, your hospital yeah exactly 
Although the game also does support networking. I, uh, I only saw this in the main menu. I haven't actually tried it. I don't know if any of you have. Certainly not, no. I've not tried it, but I saw on, there were some scans going around on the forums. I saw that there was some networked levels and I'd never heard of this before. So I've, I don't know if it was added later or, but I've certainly never done it. No, no, me neither. I think you're you're competing in the same space or something. You're both trying to build a hospital and maybe something like that. I, I don't think you are building the same hospital with two people. I or, wouldn't think so, no. No, so, yeah. Yeah, I think it's uh, what my guess would be, and this is all just speculation, but uh, in the uh, screens where you have your overview and you also have this pie chart with the competing hospitals in this area. And I think when you're playing multiplayer, this might be, two players just playing the same level but independent of each other and hmm. yeah this just yeah how 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 much money you can make in what amount of time but i don't think there is a lot or if even any interaction mm. uh, between those two games i would think well uh, maybe not directly but uh you do for example hire uh, personnel from the same pool i think oh okay which is true uh, if you're playing single player as well, because at the start of each month, there's new people on the list of uh, people you can hire. And I think that's also where the computer player chooses people from. So, hmm. ah, okay. So, yeah. Probably should have read the manual. <laughs> <laughs> well, I haven't read it either. So, yeah, I'm sorry. Probably this is why the game is so hard. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So uh, anyway, uh, if if we focus a little bit on on the gameplay itself, um, it's really about managing a hospital, building the hospital. Actually, uh, you start generally with one largest building, which is already there, but you can you can buy additional buildings surrounding it, and they're all empty at first, but you can fill them with with rooms that you choose yourself. So maybe it's it's good to give a bit of an overview of what sort of rooms there are, which ties into what you're actually doing when when playing the game, because it's designing your hospital and building the rooms, I feel, is a, a large component of, of playing this game, isn't it? Absolutely, yes. Yep. I don't know if we should list them all or just give the groups a bit, but... I think we'll be all day if we list them. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> but but in general, there's four types of rooms. There's, there's diagnosis, treatment, clinics, and facilities. So diagnosis, that's, that's the GP's office and the general diagnosis and some scanner stuff, blood measuring, that sort of thing. Treatment is a, is a surprisingly small list. You'd say a hospital is all about the treatment, but actually... That's just really the pharmacy and the operating theater. And also uh, there's a psychiatric room, uh, which uh, I think is also in the I diagnosis. think listed as diagnosis, right? Exactly. Mm. I never was able to pick the right room at the first click because I always yeah, was looking in the wrong category. <laughs> yeah, although there are only four. So yeah, it's, it's, it's yeah. just, but still a wasted click. Thank you very much. Ah, well. <laughs> <laughs> I, I think the most fun cut category is probably the clinics, which has all the weird, uh, there's all these weird diseases in the game and clinics. Are, oh, those are great. Yeah, exactly. And the clinics are basically rooms that are specifically about treating these weird diseases. So, for example, there's a slack tongue clinic, which cuts off people's slack tongues. 
Uh, they have this. That's a, yeah, yeah that, that's a bit drastic, but apparently it works, and people are happy. Yeah, so people come in and they have this long tongue sticking out of their face, and then they go into this one, and it just cuts cuts it right <laughs> off. And people leave happy, and they pay, so <laughs> that's fine. As long as they pay, I'm happy as well. Uh, what's what's another funny one? Um, the floaty head. I think this is also uh, in the first level you encounter this. This is just people with extremely big and yeah, inflated heads. Mm -hmm. And the clinic is the uh, doctor just pops their head and then uh, uh, inflates it again, but not as much. And treatment. Yeah. Uh, what's your favorite, Ed? Oh, God. Um, I don't know off the top of my head. They're all really silly, aren't they? But um, yeah. Let's see. There's the TV personalities one, which is quite amusing, where they're all walking around in Elvis costumes. Yeah, that's a good one. You know, they have to go to the psychiatric room and have, they have a word with them and sort of say, you can't do this. <laughs> yeah, you're not you're not actually Elvis, mate. That's the treatment. <laughs> yeah. So yeah, there's there's lots of these funny ones. And you actually have to research them, don't you? That's the that's the last category of buildings is the facilities, uh, which includes the much needed staff room, because all of your all of your doctors and other personnel, they get stressed over time, I think. So they need to relax, relax in the staff room, and there's a pool table, isn't there, and uh, benches with the television stuff like that. Yeah, yeah. So they uh, they go chill out in the staff room. Toilets, of course, very important facilities for everyone. But the, yeah, research is one of the main things in the facility category, which you need in order to progress and get more stuff, because researching uh, unlocks more clinics, more. Uh, rooms more yeah more more things and even makes the drugs more effective uh, of your pharmacy hmm. you get to choose how you spend your research capacity you, you have a hundred percent and you can split it up between um you know equipment or or uh, new cures and things so you, there's a bit of strategy involved there exactly yeah that's really where the management comes in because it's not really just a matter of building everything and then hoping for the best is it i mean no at, at first it is, but yeah, there's a little bit of actually managing what's going on. Yeah, you're constantly ad adjusting your tactics. And sometimes there are these special events where there's an emergency and the game asks you, yes, uh, yeah, there has been an emergency and you need to treat uh, X number of persons with this disease. Do you think you can handle this? And mm -hmm. if you do, you can you get a bonus uh, of reputation. There's think also money. And if you don't, well... Yeah, you get the... Uh, 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 a fine? Yeah, a fine. Thank you. My English. Sorry. <laughs> a fine. Yeah, you get fined, essentially. Yeah, and maybe it hurts your reputation as well. I'm not... Yeah, I think it does. Absolutely, yes. Yeah. yeah, exactly. I found it so hard to build up reputation because I also played uh, the new uh, two-point hospital game and there it's much easier. Hmm. And I haven't quite figured it out how to boost my reputation beyond uh, this this middle ground there mm. because it's it's easy to have it decrease uh, quite substantially <laughs> if you people just dying in puddles of puke um, in front of the health inspector yeah so this is not a good look just just want to say yeah this. and but uh, the other way around uh, i never managed to get far into the green space and this uh, on, on the bar of reputation i think reputation is measured between zero and a thousand hmm. and i never managed to get any way much beyond uh, 370 hmm. uh, 380 especially in the later levels and mm. this is why it took too long <laughs> to get enough patients and then the time limit struck yeah that matches my experience as well 
did you have enough benches, Phil? <laughs> well, suffering folk have to have, have to stand up, build more benches, right? <laughs> this is like the you need more pylons uh, equivalent of this game, right? You never have enough benches, and uh, I don't know how the AI works because sometimes it looks like the patients are just walking around in circles, but there's a bench next to them, and they just are bummed out that there aren't enough benches. Yeah. By the way, there, there is this one advisor doctor uh, at the, it's 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 like Clippy, mm -hmm. but mm -hmm. a doctor <laughs> for this game, and he just annoyed the crap out of me. I mean, after <laughs> it, for the tutorial, it's it's quite nice, but as soon as if you're just trying to make ends meet, and he says, "Yeah, people annoy very uh, much annoyed with your hospital mm. with how you run things," and I can't blame them. So thank you very much. You should help me. Yeah, he's not really helpful at all. I think uh, when when the first patient dies, he comes in and says, and he just says, "Well, the first patient died. How does that feel?" Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it's like, thank you, thank you for preventing this. <laughs> <laughs> oh, he's terrible. Yeah, and another another big aspect in the reputation, I think, is uh, keeping your hospital heated. Oh my which god. Is Yeah, a very odd mm. feature of this game. A very odd. But did you find the heat map? There's somewhere in the user interface. There's a heat map. Yeah, which is sort of cool, actually. It's really hidden away, though. It's not where you'd expect it to be, and it took me a while to find it. And then mm -hmm. once you find it, it's easy. Yeah, but I mean, the the, right, the heating system also goes crazy at times, and then everyone is either free, you know, freezing or really cold. Mm -hmm. And yeah, yeah, super annoying. Very <laughs> annoying and very odd that this is such a focus of running a hospital. I mean, you'd think it's actually quite basic. I think it's because it's a British game, right? <laughs> And it's always cold in Britain, mm, isn't it? Yeah, yeah but sure. if it was British, then <laughs> in Britain, they just turn the heating on max and leave it there as far as I can see. Yeah, <laughs> which really is actually hot. also a good strategy in the game. Right. Yeah. If you can afford it. Yeah, exactly. That's the thing, yeah, you have to pay the bill. Yeah. Because it gets costly quite fast, yeah. Yeah, it's a weirdly intricate system also because you have to place uh, these CV units to, to actually act as heaters in the rooms, but then you can also set them higher or lower. I don't think you can set them individually, can you? So you can just all boost them or all decrease them, but not set one higher and one lower. Right, Right. yeah. So, yeah. And then you're right, Ed, you have to monitor this heat map, mm. which is, I think, I think they just wanted to program that, to be honest. <laughs> I think it's just a cool thing to make. I'm not sure if it's make, it's, it, if it makes good gameplay, but. Mm. Exactly. It, it feels like a neat feature that you can say, yeah, our game also simulates uh, heat dissipation. But as a player, I mean, there are so many annoying things. I mean, the game overall is quite fun to play, but there are some things, especially if you're three or four levels in, that get annoying pretty fast. And placing radiators every three tiles <laughs> is, I think, my number one pet peeve of this game. Yeah, agreed. Yeah, it's, yeah. For for a hospital-themed game, it's oddly... Specific, it's, <laughs> in a sense. It's, yeah, it's... Yeah. <laughs> Oh, we get a we get a comment on the uh, on the Twitch chat right now that actually British hospitals are very hot. Mm. Um, maybe it ties into that. Oh, this what explains it. Yeah, I agree. I yeah. Okay. Well, there you go. <laughs> There's also we we talked about the benches. You can also place uh, plants and um, bins, recycle bins. Oh, 
Yeah, I have, I have one question about this. Okay. There are also those drinks dispensers, right? Exactly. Well, I, they, want, it, I wanted to get to the drink machines because aren't they the weirdest thing? Why? Is there something like a Kit Kat drink in Britain? Well, that's the question. I mean, right. they say drink Sorry. machine and then, <laughs> and then it says Kit Kat, which is that a drink? No, a Kit Kat is a, um, is a chocolate bar. It's like a biscuit covered in, in chocolate. Right. And I, the thought, it just didn't cross my mind until you just mentioned it. <laughs> So um, I was in the drinks machine. <laughs> I think it's probably a drinks and biscuits machine. I think we can conclude this. <laughs> which which is kind of cool. I mean, yeah. That's but actually, I wonder if they had a license to use the Kit Kat branding. I didn't think of this either. Yeah, you normally need to acquire a, a license to do that. Mm, I, I think I read something about this, actually, that at first they were just generic drink machines, but then they figured they could make a little extra money by by getting this advertisement in for KitKat. Oh. So uh, I think they struck a little deal there and made a little extra money on the side by presenting everyone with KitKat branded drinks machines. Right. I just Googled and found there's some canned Kit Kat drinks there. Mm. But apparently it's just a limited edition from Nestle. So mm. who, who knows? Mm, maybe because of the game. <laughs> Probably. <Maybe. laughs> so, sounds like a great idea. Just like Crystal Cola. Mm. Well, what? Right. What? Never heard of this. They, they once made Crystal Pepsi or was it Crystal Cola? It was just, yeah, the, the great flavor of cola, but not the brown uh, coloring. So it. Oh, strange. Yeah. Didn't didn't sell well, so yeah. Isn't that just Seven Up? No, no, no Seven Up is lemonade. That's lemonade, right? Yeah, yeah. Oh, okay, okay, okay. So you think well, you take a sip yeah. of Sprite or Seven Up, and then it tastes like cola, and right? Yeah, it it didn't go over well, I think. And mm. oh, I remember this actually. There was this was a thing in the nineties, I think. Exactly. Yeah. Oh, yeah, I do remember now. I was a I was a kid at the time. I drank anything. We all did, <laughs> and we're still alive. There is actually a Mars drink, which is like, dr you know, drinking a liquidized Mars bar. It's really sickly, and <laughs> I've never cared for it. But I don't, I don't know if you guys get that where you are. But mm -mm. I think I once had it in the UK, and it was the sweetest thing I've yeah. ever had in my mouth. <laughs> That's the yeah. problem. And so. this is what I would expect the Kit Kat drink to taste like. It's just yeah. this molasses that's in a can, not really a drink, <laughs> just 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 sugar and chocolate pouring out slowly. <laughs> this is how how I imagine uh, my patients what they are drinking <laughs> in the hospital. So no wonder they're just puking all over the floor. Well, that's another good question. I mean, surely a hospital would offer something more healthier than Kit Kats. Right. <laughs> Mm. But apparently not. Apparently. You'd be surprised. You'd be surprised. We have McDonald's in our in our hospitals in England. Oh my god. Yeah. Oh oh my god. Yeah. Okay. Well <laughs> Yeah, of course you need to keep your clients. Uh, <laughs> if you're just if you only have healthy people around. Right? Exactly. It's it's like the dentist handing out uh, candies. <laughs> this is what uh, what my dentist did when I was a kid. Yeah. Keep coming back. Yeah. <laughs> it worked That's, for him. Yeah. Oh well. So, so that's. I think that's what you spend the majority of the game actually doing is is building these rooms and and filling them with these items. Um, and some of the some of the rooms actually have a lot of items, don't they? Because, uh, for example, the training room 
uh, which which works kind of difficult, I feel, because you need a specific kind of doctor who can train others, but then he also needs the skill that you want other doctors to learn. Exactly, it's yeah. quite a specific scenario. Oh, okay. I never figured it out. Yeah, I think... You need a consultant, they call them. Hmm. And if you look in the... When you click on the guy, there's a there's like a profile in the top right and it, there's three or four symbols they can have. Mm-hmm. And it's like psychiatry, surgery... I can't remember the other ones, but if you stick a consultant in... Research, the, I think, is the other right, one. Right, that's it, yeah. And if you stick him in the teaching room and dump some other junior doctors in, they all sit down and get taught, and eventually they acquire his skill. Exactly. Oh, okay, this is how it works, because yeah. I was clicking through the menus and trying to find this this training mm-hmm. section. I was, I was still happy that I found the research section in the menu. <laughs> it's it's a little bit uh, yeah convoluted to find. Mm. And the icons, uh, I feel not all of them really make sense or where you can click. I think uh, we, we haven't mentioned this, those sub-menus, they're all like little 3D renderings of, of something. For example, um, the policies um, sub-menu is just this uh, certificate on the wall but mm-hmm. it's interactive where you mm-hmm. can click stuff and uh, uh, the research is just this uh, ledger or binder where you have have those strange arrows to click up and down. yeah it's 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 quite quite uh, hard to grasp what you are supposed to be clicking right. and what works as what so yeah especially with the research and concentrating research on certain things i never quite figured out how this this worked but but uh, at least i made it until well level four <laughs> right so I, I agree that the user interface is is very cryptic and one thing i never quite understood about the user interface was you've got the bar on the bottom it's got lots of buttons on but some of the buttons only appear when you mouse over the bar yeah so why is that <sighs> I have no idea. There's actually quite <laughs> a lot me. of room. I, they could have just fitted some text in there, surely. Yeah. But they did Yeah, they didn't. I don't know. Maybe they wanted to um, uh, cut costs on translation or something. Yeah, but still the tooltips needed to be translated, you think? That's so, true. I couldn't tell you. Although, not sure. honestly, um, even though the, the user interface is definitely not the most streamlined and obvious uh which honestly is is almost never the case in these old dos games i mean right i feel if if there's any area where a lot of progress has been made it's in the ui stuff i think in games that's for sure yeah, yeah. and also with those tutorials and i think uh, tutorial wise um uh, theme hospital is quite uh, on 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 the uh, upper rungs well yeah because i never felt that uh, the game was just throwing something at me that i completely didn't understand at least it said something in a crude text box and i always thought okay i've heard of this somewhere at least exactly <laughs> and it was not completely novel right yeah i just wanted to defend the game a little bit because honestly yeah it's not that bad is it especially the actual hospital building thing yeah that's intuitive that part oh yes this is very nice where you can change the size of the rooms like you would expect them to Mm -hmm. when you move your mouse along the borders you can drag and to make your room bigger or smaller and i Frankly, I didn't expect this of a DOS game because uh, most of the time it's like, yeah, you build something and you put it in the wrong place. Well, you still got to pay for it and yeah. demolish it if you don't like it. Yeah. So I think I think that part's actually quite clever and, and still works rather well. It's a bit of a shame you can't rotate the map. So it's sometimes a little bit difficult to see what's where and you can't always place everything in every location. But yeah, this is one of the things I was going to mention. Hmm. Um, you know, you, you, you have benches hiding behind things and then yeah um and, and fire extinguishers like the smaller the smaller items 
they can be out of view. And you just end up right-clicking on walls to see if there's something there. Yeah. Because when you right-click, you pick something up. Exactly. <laughs> you know, it's yeah. which is kind of irritating. Yeah. But still, what I found lacking was the zoom feature. I mean, oh, yeah. nowadays, um, I'm just so much used to just uh, using the mouse wheel to zoom out and get an overview of something. And this was sorely lacking, of course, in the DOS version because, yeah, mm-hmm. times were different back then. A wheel on a mouse? Why? <laughs> Where do you want to drive? <laughs> Well, I, I genuinely don't think there were mouse wheels available at all. So, yeah, I yeah. can't fault them for not supporting something that didn't exist. So, yeah. <laughs> the game actually runs pretty smoothly. Uh, I also didn't expect this, especially with uh, a lot of patients running around. And when you turn up the, the game speed to like the maximum, it was still very uh, smooth and fluent. I mean, it's not 60 FPS, but but still hmm. other games struggle with way less on the screen. Yeah, this is one of those later DOS games. I think it's being from 97, that's actually the last year that, you know, any real games for DOS came out at all. So actually the, the system requirements are, are really high-end for as far as DOS games go. So, uh, for instance, it requires uh, 8 megabytes of RAM, which is, mm-hmm. well, for a DOS game, that's a lot. It's huge, uh, yeah. Yeah. Uh, another big aspect of the game, we've, we've touched on this a little bit when we mentioned the training stuff, but hiring staff, is uh, that's a major aspect of the game as well. I mean, apart from building a nice hospital, it's still empty then. So you need, how do you say this? Uh filled with staff staffed is the word that's That's a good word so um yeah one thing i personally always there's there's four types of people you can hire right so there's a a receptionist which is weirdly a category but also just yeah one person who just does the reception and then there's handyman they do lots of things and there's doctors they do lots of things and there's all different sub categories um there's also nurses which uh i think it's just that some rooms require a nurse and some rooms require a doctor but it's right the distinction yeah. is not always yeah i'm not even sure of where where you can find this information to be honest i mean it tells you the first time you build one of these rooms but right so you better remember this <laughs> yeah Exactly. If you click away a text box, it never, never shows up again. Yeah. No, I suppose it's in the manual, but 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 yeah. But the receptionist, uh, it was never clear to me: should you build one reception and one receptionist to go along with it, or hmm. should every building has its own reception? As far as I tried it, I tried it with two receptionists, but then there were just way too many people in my lobby. Right. But in the end, uh, they managed to find the right uh, amenities by themselves. But I think you could have different or yeah, in different buildings, mm-hmm. but it's not required. But it's just so that you don't have all the people waiting in one big yeah waiting room. Right, so you can manage the flow of people a bit. I think this, that's the intention, yeah. Yeah, that's actually quite nice. <laughs> I never did it. <laughs> the handymen are really important. Oh, they are very because important. Because they clean up all the, well... Puke. Exactly. <laughs> Sorry. I think I hope that's what it is. It, it, it's, you know, DOS pixels, so it could be mm-hmm. something even more nasty. So let's go with puke and, and still... Yeah, 
Yeah, it can yeah. be. I have some screenshots which are really, really terrible. Which, yeah, <laughs> yeah, I just thought, oh, I better save this because the whole screen was filled <laughs> with rubbish, and yeah, it was just terrible. Yeah. So yeah, you definitely need some handyman. Uh, but they do more stuff. They they also f- water the plants, I think, and they fix machines. Yep, yeah. they fix machines because you can have earthquakes. Uh, which break your machines. Wow. Oh, yeah, there was this one level with the earthquakes, right? Yeah. Right, yeah. Yeah. But they also break down by themselves over time, I think. Yeah, they wear and tear. Yeah. Yeah, and this clippy doctor only tells you that, yeah, you should watch your machines, but not which one is close to breaking down. So <laughs> once you get this pop-up, you have to go in a in a hospital that's already running way behind uh, that you have to click on each of your machines and see which one needs replacing and then figure out that you can't afford to replace <laughs> it and need to take out a loan, but you can't anymore. And yeah, everything is just going down the gutter. A- anyway, that, maybe that's just... Yeah, oh, well, yeah. I think I think you can tell which ones are broken because there's smoke coming out of them or they're, they're... I think you can sort of see once they're really about to break although yeah not not completely sure actually now that i say it but yeah it's quite doable though to to check all your machinery i mean it's a little bit of a hassle but it's these these hospitals are never really that huge that this is where i was uh, needing this zoom out and zoom in function but yeah Mm. yeah by the way you can also change the priority the handyman's priorities as to what they're going to do. Oh, right. Yeah, yes. that's a good point. What I did was just hired one and cranked up his machine fixing to the full and then just let him wander around and fix things. I never had to intervene, really. Oh, that's very good. Yeah, in the first levels I did this, I had one handyman just for the plants and one handyman just to clean up stuff. So yeah, this is right. actually quite quite a good strategy. Yeah. I mean, uh, I like this overall uh, uh, way of how much you can micromanage if you want to down mm. to, to individuals, right? Yeah. Yeah, that's quite good. But as soon as your hospital has a certain size, uh, you just, yeah, you just can't. And sometimes you you <laughs> you have to keep up with all your staff demanding more pay. Oh god, yeah. mm-hmm. all the time, all the time. That's <laughs> all they do. <laughs> and and otherwise they just leave, and then you're suddenly understaffed, and right. there's no one available, maybe. And yeah, so ah, uh, well, we should mention um, the the staff have competence levels. Yes, that's right? a good point. And. So you, you might well let an incompetent handyman go and hire a new one if he's asking for more money mm-hmm. because he'll just walk around and not pick things up and they walk really slowly if they're incompetent as well. Whereas if you get a good handyman, they run around. Right. Yeah. Yes. And it's the same for the other staff types as well. They have a competence level as well. Exactly. So there's actually a massive difference in who you hire. You can't just put anyone in a room and expect them to behave at the, at the same level. Right. What was your strategy? Just hiring people who aren't that good and just keep training or improving them? Because I always went for uh, uh, the people with the highest proficiency in their job and then just fired the one with the least one that I still had on staff. Yeah, that's pretty much what I did. But then you run out of money. So I'm actually not sure what's... I think it's actually a better strategy to hire really cheap people and then train them over time especially with doctors you can do this a bit with the training room so Mm. but yeah i'm not sure if if it's really worth it for the handyman or the receptionist to have bad ones because i think they just hurt your reputation and your general helping your hospital run smoothly so yeah Mm. 
Did you notice that when you when you hire the staff, it tells you about their pastimes, as if that should have some bearing on the game? <laughs> oh, I always I always thought that, that this was actually crucial, and I should read in, is something into this. <laughs> so likes to enjoy wine. Yeah. So, hmm. Yeah. And maybe that's not as good in the reception. So what else? <laughs> likes to play golf. Okay. Well, for a doctor, maybe he likes to to go out and play golf more than he likes to uh, practice. Uh, maybe this is bad. So I, I was apparently uh, overthinking this. No hobbies allowed hospital. Yeah, <laughs> exactly. <laughs> yeah. But I, I think this is cool. Actually, I think this conveys the, the, the feeling of, of what it's like to hire people. And you know, they're, they're, they're people. They're not just pixels on your screen. They have a little personality to them. And, and yeah, I think that's actually really nice. They have these uh, superfluous details put in. Yeah, I think there is a lot of those, uh, especially in when it, when it comes to the graphics. Mm. Uh, they're, they're, again, I think that this is one of those games that we, where it's just fun to watch what's going on, even if you aren't doing anything, because there's always something something funny going on somewhere. Definitely, not just with those diseases, but uh, once you start having your <laughs> uh, hospital being infested by rats, and then <laughs> there are just these mouse holes appearing and you can't do anything about them but apparently it doesn't do as much yeah either way uh, and, and i always like this this kind of uh, a polish that doesn't really add too much to the game but when you see it it's, it's like oh this is nice yeah. like the pie charts when you click a pie chart it slowly extends your section of this pie and then when you click another it just moves back in it's completely pointless <laughs> but i think it was just nice to to code right yeah, right yeah, exactly. it's an afternoon or two <laughs> just making this happen i think you can click the mouse actually uh, the, the mice as they yeah, yeah yeah and then it it dies and your handyman has to clean it up so i never click them i just <laughs> let them roam around <laughs> but i think you get a little bonus when you click them oh don't do you, you get a little money or something yeah okay i think it's worth something <laughs> it wasn't so, clear to me what they really did i was looking online apparently that it doesn't affect your um your reputation at all hmm um so I read somewhere online that what you do is you just put an item in front of the mouse hole and then move the item back and it's gone. <laughs> oh, that's perfect. Yeah. Wow. So you just dump down a Kit Kat drink machine in front and then move it. <laughs> <laughs> that's perfect. <laughs> yeah. So hiring people is another big factor, big, big thing you're doing while playing this game. Yeah. Um, well, that's really it, isn't it? I mean, it's building the hospital, hiring the staff, Doing the research, managing the finances, and just look at it. And, and Well, you're working towards a goal, aren't you? You're normally told you have to make so much money or so much reputation. Right. Or yeah. um, cure so many people. Exactly. But other than that, yeah. Yeah. And the game tells you how far you are in a level, which I found really nice. Mm. When this clippy doctor says, yeah, you're halfway through or you're three quarters to finishing this level. Yeah. But uh, you killed so and so many people. So please <laughs> try to keep it down or you will lose the level if you kill 20 more. Yeah, exactly. I see someone has the uh, humor thing uh, marked in the notes document. Oh, yeah, that's me. Right. I'm just clicking on things. <laughs> no, but it's it's maybe it's it's good to talk a little bit about this because I think this is really what sets the game apart in a way because we've just talked about the mechanics so far, but that's really not what the game is about, I feel. It's um it's really a comedy game. Yeah, it's it's 
dark British comedy, I would say. And it's, um, mm-hmm. well, yes, dark is really the word we're looking for. You know, it's, it, um, it makes fun of things which are not really funny. <laughs> Such as and, death. <laughs> um, <laughs> yeah. So you have to have a good sense of humor if you're going to enjoy this game, I would say. And I, mm-hmm. I mean, I'm English, so I get it, but I don't know what you guys thought if you thought it was a bit over the top. I thought it was quite funny, to be honest, <laughs> especially the, um, the lady that keeps yelling oh, over the, the intercom. Oh, she's great. Yeah. yeah. Doctor! <laughs> I don't know if you have played a Two-Point Hospital because I tried this game out this week and I think it's the same uh, voice actress doing doing this. Ah. And they're even funnier in the, in the Two-Point Hospital game. Uh, just, just to clear things up, Two-Point Hospital is pretty much theme hospital with uh, two-days graphics. Mm. It's Essentially, it's the same game, but just even more accessible and all those things that I just nitpicked about uh, this game, it's uh, pretty much done away with. And yeah, it's it's, it's still the same uh, announcer and the jokes are even funnier, I think. It's it's like, patients are reminded to, to pick up the garbage that they dropped uh, <laughs> on our floors. Something along those lines. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's it's really good. It's really funny. I think the, the 2.0, uh, what's it called? Two- Two-point hospital, yeah. Yeah, I think it's by the same people, actually, I think, yes, that made yeah. this one. So, uh, yeah, that's very good. But, yeah, yeah, it's really about this, I think. Um, I mean, the hospital, in a way, is just a, a setting, a backdrop, if you will. And yeah, it's really uh, just um, a mechanism to ha- make jokes. And, <laughs> right. Yeah. It's, a, it's a very serious topic, so you better make as many jokes as you can fit in. Right, exactly. Uh, I'm I'm just looking at the list here. Transparency cause licking the yogurt from the foil tops of opened pots. What? <laughs> oh, is that a thing that can happen? Yes, yes. Uh, with each new disease that you uh, your research uncovers, it has this this little bit of text where it says what the cause is and uh, what uh, what you can do uh, to treat it. And yeah, and if the people are transparent, we just see them uh, just the hats, the glasses, and their walking cane. I think, and mm. they're suffering from transparency. And the cause is licking the yogurt from the foil tops of open <laughs> pots. I think this must be an in joke. <laughs> That's bizarre. <laughs> I don't That's know. That's bizarre. I think I think it's just being strange for the sake of being strange. Yeah. Um, did you get the reference to Operation, by the way? Oh, yes. Yeah. So there's, um, I forget which. Um, okay. So it says two surgeons must remove the beans without touching the sides of the kidney. Kidney beans. Right. But that was the disease. So I think this is a reference to a board game called Operation. I don't know if you had that where you were. Yeah. Yeah. I think. Uh, was that the electronic one? Yeah. So you had like a, a plastic board where you had to extract bones from holes which are lined with like a conductive material and you have the metal tweezers and you have to pick it out without touching the sides and it makes a buzzing noise yeah yeah we had that that's good (laughs) it was called in dutch it was called uh dr bibber and bibber means to uh to twitch uh like like what happens when you're when you put something uh with electricity on it Uh, so it it twitches like ah but it buzzes yeah yeah i think that's the same game that's that's fun (laughs) I think maybe we should talk a little bit about who made this game and, and how it came to be. Because actually this, this humor thing ties a little bit into it. Because this is, this is really a very British game uh, made by very British people in Britain. <laughs> <laughs> so this is maybe a nice bridge to that topic. As I mentioned, this game was made by Bullfrog Productions, which is a really famous studio, isn't it? Made lots of big hit 
games over the years. Uh, started in the 80s with Populous and later made such games as uh, Syndicate, Magic Carpet, Theme Park, we've mentioned. Uh, Dungeon Keeper is another one of their hits. Mm-hmm. High Octane, which nobody played. Oh, now I played High Octane. That was like a Wipeout ripoff. Yeah, yeah, exactly. With yep. all the cars having the same stats. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's a fair race. <laughs> I just remember the fog from that game. There was just, you couldn't see two meters in front of you, presumably for technical reasons. Oh, yes, <laughs> yeah. yes, yeah. I think all the 3D driving games had that issue in the mid-90s where they, mm. they, they had should play fog or, yeah, they had like one meter of draw distance. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I want to get a little bit into uh, how Bullfrog got started, because actually, I don't know if you guys ever heard this story, but it's the craziest story I've ever really heard about how a, a studio got, got started. It's a great story. It's, it's bizarre. It's amazing. It's hilarious. It's fantastic. And it's so typical Peter Molyneux. Okay, well, I don't know it, so... Well, what happened is that uh, actually Peter Molyneux, I think it's it's French, but it's British. I don't, I'm not really sure how to pronounce it, but I think most people say Peter Molyneux. I think that's right. Yeah, this is how I say it because I, I'm, I'm, I'm just babbling what, what all the British guys keep saying. <laughs> and since it's not Peter Molyneux, yeah, so I'm just exactly. Molyneux. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> so anyway, I'm, I'll, I'll, just men- I'll just call him Peter. He's okay with that if I call Pete. him. <laughs> yeah, hey, Pete. Peaky boy. <laughs> so anyway, Peter, um, he, he was interested in game development quite early on in the early 80s. And in 84, he released a game he had made himself and he self-published it. It was called The Entrepreneur and it it was already a business simulator. So in a way, this game is really tied into the roots of of Bullfrog Productions. And uh, I read that he had really high expectations of his self-published game. So he actually installed a larger mailbox so it could fit all the orders and all the... Yeah, all the requests that would come in. Um, but then he only sold two copies in total, uh, one to his mum. So, uh, yeah, this game was never really, uh, didn't really work. And uh, he, was, he was so frustrated and, and disillusioned by, by the game industry uh, that he, he quit altogether. For the first time? Well, yeah. And, and together with a, with a friend of his called Les Edgar, he set up a company called Taurus Impacts Limited. What a great name. Taurus for short. Absolutely fantastic. And this company didn't have anything to do with games. It didn't even have anything to do with computers or software or anything. What he did was he uh, sold baked beans to the Middle East from Britain. Um, okay. So, yeah, he just figured, I'm going to make money, and apparently there's lots of people in the Middle East desiring beans, I don't know, <laughs> and he sold these beans to these people. So that was it, and he, he, he did that for years, actually. And by the, well, mid to late 80s, Commodore had developed uh, the Amiga system, and they had launched the Amiga, And they were looking for people to make software for the Amiga because they figured if we can get more developers to create software for the Amiga, then people are more inclined to buy Amigas. So they rang up all these software development companies and they tried to persuade them to develop software for the Amiga. And one of the companies they rang up was uh, Taurus Software, 
uh, although they didn't actually rang up Taurus Software at all, they rang up Taurus Impacts Limited, the Peter Molyneux's beans company. <sighs> and, and, and they asked him, Peter, if, if we give you 10 Amiga computers, would you develop software for it? And Peter went, sure. <laughs> There is this great talk where he has this one soundbite where he said, and at this point, I decided to lie. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I think he was actually invited over to the Amiga offices, to the Commodore offices, and, and they gave him a tour and everything. And yes. well, yeah, they asked him, are you willing to... Can you do this? Yeah, can yeah. you do it? And he said, yeah, yeah, I'm absolutely <laughs> able to do this. So, uh, so yeah, this is, <laughs> this is how Peter ended up with 10 Amiga machines in his office with the request to develop some, some software for it. And he actually did, which is the amazing part of this story. He made a database program called Acquisition, and it was even a bit of a hit in a way. Uh, he sold quite a few copies of it and uh, made quite some revenue. So and he could keep the Amigas and he totally could. Yeah, he, I think in the end he f he confessed to Commodore that he actually was not the software company they thought they had contacted at all. <laughs> But yeah, they were fine. I mean, he did make the software for them. So yeah, I think it was all cleared up and he could keep the Amigas and. That's how he got back into game development because he was now sitting on some money from the database software and he had 10 Amigas. So, yeah, that's basically how Bullfrogs got started. <laughs> I think at first they even uh, ported uh, an existing game to the Amiga, which was another of those. Uh, <laughs> and then I decided to lie stories because, <laughs> yeah, he, he just promised he could port this game and he had never done such a thing before. But, oh, well, he pulled it off again. So now, yeah, now they were back into games. Uh, and, and by the late 80s, uh, they developed and released Populous. It went brilliantly. And, and from that point on, almost all of the games were massive hits. So uh, actually really cool that it worked out for them. <laughs> I'm not sure if, if it had worked out for him to this day, because I think by now people are a bit fed up with him, maybe. Oh, yes. He's done some really questionable projects lately, hasn't he? And constantly kept overselling and overpromising. Yeah. Yeah. Maybe, maybe he didn't even do it consciously, but at the time he just really thought of every project that this was going to be the most... Uh, a groundbreaking and a revolutionary project, and it never was. I'm still yeah. waiting on Project Natal for the <laughs> Xbox, where I could talk to this little boy that's living inside my television. I'm still waiting on this, Peter. Yeah. It's not happening, I'm afraid. No, it's yeah. No, I don't say this. Oh well. But, but <laughs> I mean, in the in the late '80s and early '90s, all the way actually. All through the 90s, uh, Bullfrog was massively successful. I mean, this was going brilliantly at the time. Yeah, they made great games. Definitely. Yeah. And this is one of them. Uh, although, actually, Theme Hospital, Peter didn't actually work on this one. Because at the time, they were also developing Dungeon Keeper. And I think Peter was more involved with that one. Mm. So uh, Theme Hospital wasn't... Well, also because it was really a continuation of Theme Park. So it wasn't really required to have that much creative input because it was actually already quite clear what the game was going to be and how it would work. So, yeah, I think that's what happened. I think they, they just updated the, the theme park engine. Yeah. So they already had the technical foundations, yeah. Yeah, they used the same engine as a base. And, uh, yeah. Although I did read how they got 
to eventually decide to make this game, that does involve uh, Peter Molyneux a bit because he was talking to to a journalist, I think. James Leach. Exactly. James Leach, uh, who was a journalist, he, ca- he actually came up with the original idea. And Peter thought it was quite good. So he put it on a list of potential games and then they picked this one. So in a way, he was still obviously around and involved with what happened at Bullfrog. It was picked up by game designer Mark Weebly, who is, I think, the the main guy in the project developing this game. And he worked on it together with artist Gary Carr. And I think that's the duo, Mark Weebly and Gary Carr, who also made the Two Point Hospital game. Yes, yeah. And actually, what's funny is that Gary Carr, the artist, uh, he was really disappointed to work on this game. And he actually had worked with Bullfrog before and he had worked on Theme Park, but he was so disappointed by Theme Park and the art that he had to make for this game that he quit the company. And he went on to do other things. And then the only reason he rejoined Bullfrog was because he had heard of Dungeon Keeper. And he thought Dungeon Keeper was really interesting and a really cool art style. So he wanted to work on that. <laughs> and, and then once he joined, he was assigned to a Theme Hospital, the Theme Park successor, which made him quit. Oh, that's great. <laughs> the last time round. So, yeah, this is, this is a little bit sad for him. But I, I think it worked out in the end. And I think actually the both of them, as research for this game, they they visited an actual hospital. Right. And they got a little bit of a tour. Although I also read that they entered an operation room and they they got yelled at by the surgeon. Like, what are you doing? We're in the middle of an operation. Please get out. Yeah, this is, I think I read this also. Yeah, yeah. And I I think when touring the hospital for research, this is when they realized that they had to make this into a comedy game because... Well, actually, a hospital is a very drabby, terrible place. So putting this onto people's screens, yeah, that would not work at all. I think around at the time was also uh, this Maxis simulation, SimHealth, where it was just simulating this whole healthcare system. Right. I think, and it was just incredibly serious and boring. And I don't know anyone who played this seriously longer than 10 minutes or something because it was just so opaque to get into it. And Theme Hospital is the complete opposite of this. Definitely, definitely. I think it's really good. It was a really good decision of them to decide to go for a more comedy, humorous uh, angle because, yeah, that's the only way to make this sort of stuff bearable, is it? I mean, (laughs) imagine having to have all these people dying and it's all realistic and it's terrible. That's not good. That's, yeah, nobody wants that. What's cool is that the um, the journalist that originally came up with the concept, James Leach, he was rehired onto the project to uh, write some of the texts and come up with the fake diseases and stuff. So uh, quite cool that they didn't forget about him. <laughs> the game was actually a bit late. It was supposed to hit Christmas 96. So they wanted to release it in November 96 because back then distribution took uh, took some time because of all the physical, you know, boxes and CD-ROMs had to be pressed and distributed to the store. So good old times. Yeah, definitely. So uh, but they didn't make that deadline. So they decided to postpone it a bit. And eventually it got released in March of the next year, 1997. So, uh, yeah, that's that's good. I think I once read, I don't know who it was. I think someone from Nintendo. Or someone who said, well, actually, at the time when a game is delayed, 
it, it seems like a big deal. But actually later, I mean, years later, nobody remembers whether a game was delayed or not. No. Oh, yeah. I think this is attributed to Shigeru Miyamoto who says yeah. uh, a bad game is bad forever, but a delayed game is eventually good. Exactly. Or just the other way around. I completely <laughs> messed up the quote. No, no, no. Sorry, but... Shigeru. <laughs> <laughs> if, if you're listening, sorry. <laughs> I know he's listening. I'm so sorry. <laughs> but yeah, but it, I mean, there's a lot of truth in that, that it's much better to release a game that's eventually good than just to have it on time and, and have it not right. be as good. I mean, yeah. What good does that do? So well, That's true. Yeah. This is what every publisher loves to hear from that developer <laughs> for a game that's already slated for Christmas. Yeah, yeah, yeah. If they're aiming for November, then that's probably, they're hoping everyone's going to buy it for everyone at Christmas, right? Yeah, yeah. So it could actually like be a loss of profit if they don't meet the deadline. Definitely. Yeah, that's yeah. true. But I, I, I think you're hurting sales in the long run by, by putting something out that's actually not good and then having everyone buy it for Christmas oh, yeah. and being really disappointed and then never buying anything of you again. So, yeah, yeah. yeah. I think the last thing to mention is that um, Peter Molyneux and also Mark Weebly and I think others from, from Bullfrog as well, they all left uh, in 97, which is the year that both Theme Hospital and also I think Dungeon Keeper came out. Um, they all left and formed a new studio called Lionhead Studios, um, which famously developed Black and White, which I think started the trend a bit for Peter of, of overselling his games and then having it turn out not to be quite as impressive as people were led to believe. And I think, yeah, it was this, uh, this 3d God simulation where you had this pet mm -hmm. that you could train. And I think he was prom over promising again on the pets AI yeah. and what it could do. And in the end it was more smoke and mirrors than, than AI. Yeah, exactly. Ah, well, that's not DOS, so we don't care about that. We don't care. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, and eventually Bullfrog got closed down altogether. I read that it merged with uh, Electronic Arts, and, and then they killed it because, yeah. That's, because that's they are Electronic they Arts. <laughs> exactly, that's what they do. <laughs> so, uh, oh, well, that's the story of Bullfrog, the uh, originally the baked bean company. <laughs> <laughs> I think we got a voice message. Uh, we do actually have it. Is is this a good time to play it? I can play it. Okay. Hi, Dot Club team. Evil Comedy Dictator here. I hope you all enjoyed Theme Hospital, the, the other game that Bullfrog made that everyone loves, but perhaps a distant third behind Dungeon Keeper and Syndicate. I'm a big fan of Theme Hospital, and the early and middle levels are great fun and not overly challenging. However, I feel that Theme Hospital loses points on how tricky the game is in the final levels, with lots of micromanagement and reorganising your hospital after the initial phase of becoming profitable, something which the recent sequel, Two Point Hospital, also has problems with. How do you feel about the gameplay in the second half of the game? Oh, that's a good question. Thank you. Thank you, David. Evil Comedy Dictator. Exactly. He was also <laughs> on the Knights, Knights of the Sky uh, episode. And he's currently very busy playing Pirates, actually. Uh, that's, a, that's the current game of the month, and he was streaming it last time. So, uh, yeah, it's really good. But, uh, yeah, I think we have also sensed this a bit, that uh, the game at the start is really fun and really, well, it has a good... Uh, onboarding yeah just a good idea you know the whole setting it works and the the theme is kind of fun and it just has a nice yeah way to start the game a, a good flow yeah 
No. Okay. Well, there's a specific word, but I <laughs> okay. it doesn't matter. It doesn't matter. But anyway, it once you figured out the um, the flow of the game a bit, and and you've heard some of the jokes, and and yeah, I'm not sure what's really left after a, after you've played for a good amount of hours. So I think that's what he what he's referring to as the second half of the game that maybe doesn't work quite as well. Yeah, once there aren't any new uh, things that get introduced to you that you still have to figure out how to integrate them into your hospital. Yeah, it's it's pretty much as he said, it's just constantly uh, uh, touching up rooms or layouts and trying to turn a profit and keep your reputation high. And essentially with each level that you have, uh, uh, once you progress, it really becomes a chore that you have to set each room again and outfit it with the radiator, the bin, the plant and the desk (laughs) each time over and over again. And it's, it's, it's a nightmare, especially when you're really having those those, uh, big uh, uh, hospitals with like three or four buildings uh, uh, surrounding it. And with each room, you have to place them manually and, and pop your little um, uh, equipment in there. And yeah, it, it really becomes a drag. Yeah. That's that's really a bit of the problem with, yeah, with this game and maybe other games as well. It seems fun at first, and it is kind of fun for the first few hours, but it, it sort of wears off. And then, yeah, right. there's little to keep you going, I feel. Do, do the goals get more interesting is what I was wondering, because I didn't actually see the second half of the game, I don't think. I'm, I'm not completely sure, to be honest, but I, I think it remains fairly similar just treating more people and and having tighter budgets and just more of that right with two point hospital essential the the uh, the successor of this game mm-hmm. uh, they they managed to to uh, get around some of those issues where you can just copy whole entire rooms and just rotate them and put them somewhere else but you really with each new level you still have to make at least the first version of this the blueprint and then just copy it around right but what i like about uh, two point hospital in comparison to this game is for one thing the zooming function which is great that you can turn, of course, uh, the view. And um, the third thing was uh, completely, I've forgotten it now. But there were three things, <laughs> damn it. What was the third? Thank you, Phil. Yeah. <laughs> Thank you for your contribution. Very valuable. You, you can mute me now. I'm, I'm just thinking. Did you remember the third thing? or? Oh, yes, yes, right. Um, it uh, About the different kinds of uh, challenges that you have. Right. Uh, I'm not far into... Um, Two-point hospital, but mm. still, uh, what was interesting, there is this one point where you can only train doctors because you only have student doctors. Right. And yeah. they kill everyone. <laughs> and your reputation is pretty bad oh. until you manage to get them trained enough that some people survive and spread the word that this is not a death pit <laughs> for patients. Yeah. But I really like this, uh, that um, once you really know what the mechanics are, that you really have to work creatively with them as a player. And I don't think, at least as far as I got with a Theme Hospital, that it's always the same challenge. You always know what you want to do and how that you want to get your reputation up. And it's not that you have to uh, mix things up. Like I said, maybe with this um, uh, level where you have these constant earthquakes, you have to invest a little bit more in handyman and have more of them around. Mm. But in the end, yeah, it's it's always the same challenge. And it's not like... Yeah, it's. I think the game falls a little bit flat in terms of design, where it could introduce or more styles of uh, of play without uh, just 
keeping adding stuff. And once they ran out of uh, more diseases, uh, it just stays there and only the levels become harder. Gee, I think this makes sense what I just <laughs> tried to convey here. <laughs> yeah, totally. No, totally. No, yeah, I think you're right. It's, uh... But then again, uh, times are different back then. And for a DOS game, even for a late one, this is it's still a very good game, also in terms of design. So, yeah. Yeah, and I, I also don't think it's it's that bad when... I mean, this game, I feel it does give you a good solid 10 to 20 hours of fun uh, until you reach that point where it does fall flat. So, is that bad? I mean... Yeah, that's still, I think, pretty good for a game to to have that kind of amount of gameplay that's interesting. That's true, so yeah. It doesn't have to be fun forever, I feel, to have any value. Yeah, especially without procedurally generated dungeons and uh, crafting system yeah. and, and survival mechanics, right? <laughs> exactly, exactly. So the next thing is the graphics, which I think are quite good, actually. It supports Super VGA. It actually asks you when the game starts. You can start in high res mode or low res mode. Or Yeah, I think this is where it enables the, the Super VGA graphics. And I think it really needs it. Yeah, you need that detail to uh, make sense of everything. And I think, Phil, you, you added this bullet of the 3D graphics, I think. I'm not quite sure if it was me. Or maybe what is it? But, maybe it uh, was Ed. I didn't add that, but I think is it re- is it referring to the cutscenes? I don't think so. I think it re- it's referring to the objects themselves, which are all three D rendered objects, but then put in uh, exported to two D images, and then put in like that into the game. I see. I think. I think so too. Yes, but I really also like that the characters and all, uh, yeah, the patients and the doctors are very lovingly hand pixeled i think those <laughs> because especially in this transitional uh, uh, period of time where there were 3d graphics like uh, with a donkey kong country that were rendered mm-hmm. and uh, people started just using rendered graphics and turning them to sprites mm-hmm. but they didn't have the color fidelity <laughs> and yeah. the resolution and it most of the time it looked much much worse than really hand pixeled graphics and right. i think that this game benefits just just from from yeah, the, the right sensibilities of where to use hand-pixeled animations and graphics because the animations, like I said, are really funny and really yeah. great. And But you don't need uh, this kind of pic- hand-pixel artistry for a couch or something. Right. Yeah. I think this this game pulls it off very well. Yeah, exactly. but the, the cutscenes, actually, they're really primitive and oh, yeah. they haven't held up well, I don't think. They're, they're barely more than, you know, like a face is a, a sphere mm. with a couple of eyes blobbed on. <laughs> and it's like, well, there's some shapes moving, you know, it's not, it's not much more than that. Yeah. How do you feel about it? Uh, I think it's, it's charming, actually, in a way. I mean, it's like puppet shows, right? Where yeah. you clearly see that it's, it's not meant to be, uh, but. At the time, I think it was meant to be, yeah, this is a real cartoony person. But yeah, <laughs> like you said, it's just a sphere with two blobs for eyes. <laughs> yeah, it's it's also just a sign of the times, I think. At the time, having cutscenes at all was just seen as very cool. And, uh, you know, the, the CD-ROM hadn't been out that long. So just, yeah, all these games had these cutscenes all of a sudden, which just seemed cool to have. Uh, yeah, otherwise so. you could also distribute them on floppies without losing anything. So you have to make voice packs and yeah, yeah. cutscenes yeah. and 3D rendering was the hottest shit now yeah. that it worked 
I, I wouldn't say perfectly, but let's say sufficiently well on consumer grade uh, computers uh, to create. And I think as a player, I, I was just blown away when I first saw the render intro to, I think it was Warcraft, where I thought, oh my God, this looks just so real. Yeah. And also with, with render graphics, it's, it's just since the light propagation looks realistic and it, it had this, this completely new feel mm -hmm. in the nineties, right? Because we were pretty much used to a hand pixeled or just scanned uh, paintings or drawings and suddenly looked like this oh my yeah. god this is so realistic this really looks like metal yeah, yeah, in yeah. 16 colors <laughs> <laughs> yeah it was just super super hot super cool to have this stuff in so i yeah yeah i think that's mainly the reason why it's there at all it's just to be a current game and it's sort of expected that you have this stuff although i don't think the cutscenes actually add a whole lot to the game itself i mean no they tell their pretty much their own story of this super doctor in the beginning i think it I, i think the humor is a little bit more crude in the cutscenes than it is in the game yeah it's more slapstick yeah mm. right yeah you have you have to convey it just visually and if your 3d software is not that great and you, you can't render as much and it's it also takes a lot of time to animate so you really have to hit your beats and to just keep it short and punchy mm -hmm. yeah yeah I think the opening, uh, the opening one was actually quite uh, funny. Actually, the one so there's a a patient on the operating theatre table, and the doctor pulls out a chainsaw. Remember this? Yeah, right. And he he mutilates his body off camera, thankfully, <laughs> and then realizes, oh, uh, this is this is you know I bodged it, <laughs> <laughs> and then he opens a trap door and dumps the body down this chute, and that, and that's the end of the cutscene. Yeah, yeah, classic. <laughs> Pretty grim. Yeah, this already sets the tone for for the whole yeah. game. I think. Yeah. <laughs> oh. And also on the title screen, there's also this this rendering of the doctor with the chainsaw where it says theme hospital. So you really know that you're in for something wacky and goofy <laughs> and should please don't take it too seriously. Yeah, definitely. I think this chainsaw was also used in the posters and the advertisements for this game at the time. So, yeah, really classic theme hospital imagery is this doctor with uh, with a chainsaw is just right. Yeah. yeah. It's a really good way to in immediately ma make clear what the tone of this game is. So, <laughs> yeah, good stuff. Uh, and and of course, this is carried on uh, into the sound as well, all this humor, because, well, we've briefly touched on it before, but the, the announcer voice is just hilarious and uh, the sounds of people puking and, and <laughs> it's just a really funny thing. To, to listen to yeah once your hospital is big and you just you just have to listen to the sound ambience to <laughs> to get this this wacky feel of someone's head is exploding someone's puking <laughs> there's the toilet going it's just yeah. all over the place doctor please this yeah, yeah exactly it's just... patients are reminded to appear healthy during the health inspector's visit <laughs> exactly <laughs> <laughs> oh, I think this was Two Point Hospital. Mm, yeah. Right, yeah. yeah but still. I, I keep mixing mixing up the, the announcer voice. <laughs> yeah, but still the same sort of tone. Yeah. Absolutely. Yeah. Yeah, you mentioned it already that the Two Point Hospital is, is sort of the, uh, well, modern day equivalent or uh, I wouldn't, it's not technically a sequel, I think, because it's by a different studio, even though it's the same people. So, yeah, I don't know. It's, uh, but it's it's in a similar vein, definitely. Um, but in between, other versions of the game had come out as well. Uh, you already mentioned the PlayStation port, Ed. Yeah, that's that's one notable one. 
I think it's just exactly the same as the DOS version, or I think it was yeah, pretty much the same, just with a controller and yeah, uh, on the PlayStation. I don't remember anything that distinguished it from the original. Hmm. Yeah, I think it was fairly typical at the time because also the PlayStation was this new console, so maybe they were just really looking for titles. So mm. yeah, just anything they could get, maybe. Yeah, manage a game for the consoles. Why not? <laughs> Seems a really weird combination, to be honest. But oh well. I read online that a Sega Saturn port was also in development, uh, but it got cancelled as the Sega Saturn just wasn't really a very popular platform, I think. Mm. I mean, the game got cancelled, but actually didn't the whole of Sega collapse? Yeah, pretty much. <laughs> yeah, so, yeah. Oh, you uh, you also mentioned in our notes that there's this open source remake or port of... what? What's this? Can you tell us more about this, Ed? Yep, it's called Core6TH. Mm-hmm. And um, the reason I was made aware of this is that someone imported it into the package repo for OpenBSD, which is the operating system I use. And it's kind of funny when these things hit uh, uh, an operating system like OpenBSD because it's it's really designed for firewalls and things like that. Yeah, you know, It's one of these secure operating systems. Right. So. Not really games, it's not really... Yeah, yeah. Um, but yeah, so it's an open source... So, um, I think it's ground up. I don't think it's a source port because I don't think they ever released the source code for um, the impossible tool. Hmm. But it's just um, it, improved resolution. Um, you can run it just on top of your Linux desktop or whatever. And yeah, this is the way I played it entirely. So if there were any glitches in the DOS game or anything, I probably didn't see them. Hmm. It, it has a save feature. I guess the original had that too. I'm not sure, did it? Yes. Yeah. 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 It's just a more modern way of running the game as, as most of these sort of um, new engines are. Right. And yeah, it was, it, there was, wasn't a glitch in sight. So it's, it seems to be quite stable. Nice. Yeah. And does it require the original resources from... It does, but uh, you can buy them. Yeah. So you can get them from, is it GOG? I think I got mine from. Right. And that worked first time. Mm-hmm. So yeah, yeah. So you import the existing game files, and it gets the graphics and the sound from that. Yep. But all the code is completely new. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Cool. Maybe that's a good way for people who want to check it out now is to uh, play it like that. Yep. It's a bit more accessible, maybe. I think it. It yeah, especially. Uh, I think there's also, of course, a version for uh, Mac. So this is this is nice, and Windows, of course. Hmm. So this is really great because sometimes with DOSBox, uh, if you configure it a little bit uh, incorrectly, it suddenly things don't work, especially with those later DOS games. I've right. had some issues because they were teasing out pretty much all the, what they could get of DOS. And I don't think that DOSBox is 100% compatible. So I would always favor this kind of yeah new, new uh, engines that read the old assets. Like uh, we had it with... Um, what was the game from last month? XCOM. Oh, yeah. Yeah, people used Open XCOM a lot. Uh, this was discussed on the forums as well, that this is really good way. Right. And that also makes the mouse wheel work and stuff like that. It's just, yeah, just convenient. Did you know there was actually a game called Theme Aquarium? Oh, wow. I have no. never heard of this in my life. <laughs> really milking it. They <laughs> apparently made Theme Aquarium in 1998. A year later, I, 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 what do you even do? I mean, you you have fish, you sell fish. I don't know. What do you have? People look at your fish. Uh, I think it was like something like Sea World. Oh right, where you just have this huge amusement park, but it's all yeah, uh, fish themed. <laughs> mm, right. 
And later they also made some more theme park games. Uh, theme Park World, I think I did hear of that one. And later also one called Theme Park Inc., which, yeah, was kind of the end of oh, this. Dear. No, no, I think this was really the end of this whole theme. <laughs> the bottom of the series. barrel. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> so, yeah. Oh, well, I, th- I think actually maybe Theme Hospital is one of the highlights of the series, to be honest, because... Uh, it is, it is quite good. I mean, even if it doesn't have a lasting appeal. Would you recommend people uh, to check it out even today, even if they aren't that much into DOS games? Mm. Yeah, that's a bit of a bit of a stretch, maybe. It's, I, think, I think if you're interested in the history of games, then it's really good to see where it came from. But yeah, if you just want to play a proper good game, then... Well, maybe maybe the two point hospital is more of a good version to check out. I think personally, right? Yeah, I would think so too because uh, of all the convenience features. Mm. Because nowadays I'm I'm so much used to many uh, standards and that you can't move the map with uh, WASD and have to use the uh, arrow keys or just uh, the edge scrolling. Uh, it's, yeah, it, it feels really archaic in so many ways. Also with the menu, so it's it's mm. as, as the game, it's fun for a couple of hours, but it's really hard to get into unless you really want to devote a whole evening just getting the controls. Yeah, exactly. What do you think, Ed? Of two point um, hospital, do you mean? No, just uh, what do you think of this game in general? Like, would you recommend it to other people? Um, I don't know. I mean, if you didn't have nostalgia for it, perhaps it wouldn't have the same appeal. Yeah. I mean, it was a big part of my childhood, this game. So that's why I had time for it. Yeah, I don't know. I've not played the sequel, so I don't know whether you can pick that up having not played the the original DOS version. Right. But I imagine it's much more accessible is it on phones and things? I, I, honestly, I don't know much about it. Is it on Android and iOS? Is it or is it a PC game? A Two Point Hospital is a PC game, I think. Oh, okay. At least I bought it on Steam. So yeah, I see. I don't know. I mean, by all means, give it a go. But <laughs> yeah, it'll be funny for a while. Yeah, at least totally. Yeah, totally. Uh, DOS Game Club member Richard, uh, also known as Pix. Uh, I don't know if you've seen this, but he scanned in some of his uh, old British magazines that he had at the time. <laughs> uh, and they all reviewed this game because, yeah, this was really a big, a big title back then. Uh, yeah, British magazines reviewing British games, they always get 10 points bonus. Usually <laughs> it's the same with uh, German games in the 90s. <laughs> Yeah, probably. But still, I mean, all the scores are like 85, 91. It's, uh, yeah, I think I think they wouldn't give these scores if they if they weren't impressed with the game, to be honest. I mean, yeah, surely there's a little bit of a British bonus, but still. I, I see one quote here from, I'm not sure which, ma- oh, this is PC Format, the April 97 edition. It says, we shouldn't be amused by such childish fripperies. But the truth is that they're damn good fun. <laughs> yeah, that's nice. I think that that sums it up. Yeah, exactly. They actually say it's really easy to pick up, uh, and they love the detailed graphics. Mm. PC Format liked it as well. They gave it ninety percent. Mm-hmm. The only um, downside they gave it was, "Do you object to bodily fluids?" <laughs> <laughs> so they must have liked it. Yeah. <laughs> But PC Guide also says in its downsides, there's not enough blood and guts. Yeah, that's a very 90s take. <laughs> so I think. you can't please everyone. Exactly. <laughs> Let's have it software to the hospital and see. 
how it turns out. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, if if people want to get into it now, I think the the open source one, the the Corsix TH, uh, that's a really good way. You can also buy it on GOG.com, like you mentioned, which comes with the DOSBox wrapper. Mm -hmm. I also saw it was available on a thing called Origin, which I'm not completely sure what that even is. Is it? Oh, that's EA's launcher. Exactly. So I guess EA still owns everything by Bullfrog or something when they bought it. Hmm. So, yeah, this is why probably. Uh, I don't know. If you're an Origin user, you can get it on that i guess yeah it's a thing i also quickly searched it on ebay and i was actually quite happily surprised that there's loads and loads of uh of copies to be found there for quite reasonable prices as well so uh if you're one of these uh big box collectors or you want it on a on a real classic like medium cd thingy for your in your uh, for on display oh i see then, uh, there was a uh, value, um, a budget release, several budget releases by the look of it. I'm just scrolling through the eBay listings. Yeah, there was a, a budget, a budget line called Sold Out, which was popular in the UK. Mm -hmm. And yeah, you can pick that up. For, you, you pick it up for a pound, right? <laughs> so it's not rare. Exactly. So this is why eBay is full of theme hospital cheap CD-ROMs. Yeah. Which, well, I mean, that's that's fair enough. Mm. It sold a lot of copies. So yeah. Yeah. Exactly. I think that wraps it up more or less. Any final thoughts on on revisiting this game now? And well, I'm happy that I played it because I missed it when it came out, and I was having a lot of fun mm -hmm. until I managed to see a Two Point Hospital, which did everything right that I was constantly <laughs> annoyed by with Theme Hospital. So <laughs> this is my takeaway. Yeah, that's something, I suppose. What do you think, Ed? Yeah, for me, I guess it was a it was a trip down memory lane for me, really. I was biased to like this really because I remembered it from, uh, you know, I have good memories of playing it when I was a child. And mm. yeah, so I'm, I'm probably very biased, but yeah, I'd, I'm not sure whether someone who hadn't seen it before would enjoy it as much as I did. Right. Yeah. But the nostalgia is, is, is worth something as well, isn't it? I mean, well, yeah, I mean, that's why I play old games really. <laughs> exactly. Exactly. Yeah. Was was it like how you remembered it? Yeah. Yeah. Pretty much. Uh, I think I probably understood more of the jokes as an adult. Right. <laughs> yeah yeah things go over your head as a kid don't they yeah 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 <laughs> although i think you can still sense as a kid that this is all supposed to be not very serious so oh absolutely yeah so yeah i think so too i mean yeah if you're interested in in like the i don't know the origins of of these these well maybe if you're like into bullfrog games and you want to check out what happened with them then this is a, one of the titles i think one of the few ones that they were, were really they're they're best remembered for i mean dungeon keepers clearly one of them and syndicate and and, yeah. and populous but this is also one of the really nice ones i think yeah so uh although maybe theme park is also interesting to check out so yeah. What I liked about Theme Park was that you can specify how much salt uh, you give to your uh, fries <laughs> yeah, or yeah. chips uh, to sell more drinks. Yeah. I really like this. Yeah, it seems that the, the the yeah the way you run these companies is basically how to scam uh, right. people. <laughs> yeah, that's it's, it's it's interesting that this is the way Peter Molyneux views running a business. Is <laughs> <Okay>. <laughs> 
how do we scam people out of their money? That's that's this seems to be the, the, the underlying company <laughs> motto. <The way. laughs> yeah, but then again, they made good games, so I, I don't feel cheated. Oh, definitely. No, 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 definitely, definitely. I think I think that's it for theme park, uh, theme hospital. Cool. Unless someone has something to to add. Uh, yeah, just some additions from the chat where a sorceress says that Two Point was made in Unity, so it should be available for many platforms. Right. And that sold out was a budget label for all the games, so it yeah. wasn't sold out, but it was in the sold out edition. Yeah, that's what Ed said. I think. Right. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. yeah that's what Ed. It's like it's like the platinum edition for the PlayStation, if you remember that. Exactly. Right. Yeah. But but not a, like official like the platinum uh, range was. <laughs> yeah. If you see what I mean. Yeah. Um. I think that's it for for Theme Hospital. Cool. Let's let's uh, wrap this up. Thanks a lot that you uh, you wanted to uh, to be here. There's just some some those game club announcement things I would like to uh, to end with. Uh, for starters, well, it's the end of September now, but. Maybe this this episode will be out in September still. I'll do my best to to edit it as quickly as I can. And then we'll still be playing Sid Meier's Pirates, <laughs> which, which is our uh, September game. And uh, yeah, it's one of my personal favorites, to be honest, because uh, this game this game was the reason I was late for school on many occasions. <laughs> so... Uh, <laughs> yeah, that's very good. And then lined up next uh, in October, we are planning to play the seventh guest, which is uh, Ooh, spooky. Yeah, it's a f- full motion uh, video adventure game on on many CD ROMs. I think okay. so. This is a, a very nineties genre. That's uh, yeah. It was it was really a thing for a few years to have these recorded videos of, of actors and and. Have it made, make a game using that footage, uh, mm. and then the genre completely died out, and now it's very obscure and very yeah. But yeah, should be interesting. Already got my CD. I, I thought I had purchased the big box from the uh, thumbnail, mm-hmm. but it turns out it was just a loose CD, but uh, the a strategy guide book. Uh-huh. So what I uh, thought was the big box was just the cover of of the book. So ah yeah ah oh does, does it come on a single CD ROM? I thought it came on more. Does it? Maybe. Oh dear, I've been scammed. <laughs> no, I don't think so. I have to look it up. Uh, I'm, I'm actually not sure. Yeah, we'll have to. We'll, we'll see once it's October. That's uh, maybe it's just the one CD-ROM. I, uh, I'm not completely sure. I thought it came on more. Maybe it's another game. I'm confusing it with. There were, there were many of these. Wing Commander. Uh, <laughs> yeah, I, I remember Phantasmagoria. That was also one of these spooky games that had. Oh, that was Sierra. Yeah, right? yeah, yeah. That's a different one. So ah, well, we'll see in October. We will see. Yeah, um, it's not completely sure what we'll play in November because uh, we initially wanted to play Planet X3, which is this modern DOS game. Oh, but uh, <laughs> well, we're having some doubts. We're looking forward to the release for ten months now. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> yeah, but we're having some doubts now. So actually, we'll discuss it a bit more and then announce later what we'll do in November. So yeah. Forget that for now. But if you're interested in all this DOS uh, stuff, then please come over on uh, dosgameclub.com, our website, and and join our forums there where you can talk about all the games that we're playing. We also have a a suggestion forum where you can put in new games and and we might pick from those for the future. New old games? Exactly, exactly. Well, new new ideas for future episodes. That's really uh, 
that's really what it's about. You can also chat with us uh, on IRC. We have a, a widget on the website, or you can just use good old IRC to talk to us uh, or follow us on Twitter, where we're called DOS Game Club as well. So, yeah, that's that's how you can uh, interact with us. And and we really would appreciate it if you're listening to this uh, through one of those podcasting apps or platforms, then if you could uh, leave a review, that's really appreciated. Uh, and it helps to get the word out to other people as well. So, uh, yeah, that's it for me, I think. Thanks a lot, guys, for joining and talking about Theme Hospital. Thank you. Oh, it was a pleasure. Yeah, it was fun. Cool. <laughs> so, uh, see you see you around. Until the next time. Okay. All right. Still still get a Kit Kat drink to finish. <laughs> 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 bye. See ya. Bye bye.